Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to try a calendar meeting. My husband and I both work. We both travel frequently. We are also raising four children who have various activities, school events, doctor's appointments, and the like. I will not claim that every day is tranquility and calm. However, we have discovered one habit that helps us keep things from falling apart. That habit is the calendar meeting. Every two weeks or so, we sit down with our calendars and look over the next few weeks. We look at when each of us is traveling or will otherwise be gone outside of regular childcare hours. We see if the other person will be there or gone, and if we're both gone, we confirm our childcare coverage. We figure out when our kids have events, swim meets, Little League games, belt testing for karate, piano recitals, Cub Scout campouts, you name it. We figure out who is responsible for what. If neither of us can be there, or if our kids need to be in three different places at once, we figure out who else could cover. We look for any potential sticky situations, like if we're both flying home the same day. What if both of our planes are delayed? Best to flag that with our nanny so she knows about any potential overtime hours that might happen long before they actually happen. We talk about any assignments we each have. So for instance, we recently decided to split some projects. My husband researched and booked our family vacation over spring break. In return, I agreed to book and cover all our children's well-child pediatrician visits. And then, lest you think this is no fun whatsoever, we discuss things we want to do. What sort of family adventures would we like to do on the weekends? What about upcoming vacations? When can we go on date nights with the two of us, and what would we like to do? Who else would we like to get together with? We came out of a recent calendar meeting with plans to get together with friends at one of our favorite restaurants in New York, and a tentative date to take advantage of evening hours at the zoo. If you've got a life with a lot of moving parts and you need to coordinate those moving parts with other people, then I highly recommend having regular calendar meetings. Even if you share a family calendar, it might help to have this meeting to talk through expectations and preferences and any logistical problems that both of you are going to have trouble figuring out. To me, this seems like a great way to reduce stress and keep everyone on the same page. Now, of course, I do understand that some people are more into planning than others. As you might imagine, because I'm into all things time-related, I enjoy calendar meetings. I like knowing what's coming up. I want to make sure all logistical matters are taken care of. If you subscribe to Myers-Briggs designations, I am 100% J. My husband, on the other hand, is slightly less into planning. Indeed, at a work dinner for him one time, people joked in a toast that it was not possible to be more P, that is, the opposite Myers-Briggs designation, than he was. So when we first started doing these calendar meetings, my husband was not naturally gung-ho. But even if you're not a planner, or if you're co-parenting with someone who's not a planner, I hope you'll hear me out on this. There are upsides to calendar meetings, even for people who like to dwell in possibility. First, when there's a designated time for planning, that means the party that likes to plan won't be grilling the non-planning party about logistics at all other times. One calendar meeting every two weeks is better than peppering the other person with logistical questions every half hour. Second, most people don't mind putting stuff they enjoy on the calendar. 
Very few people say, sheesh, I wish I didn't have tickets to see my favorite singer next weekend, and I wish I didn't already have the babysitter booked. Or, I wish I didn't have tickets to see my favorite baseball team play. I wish I didn't have plans to meet my best friend from college for dinner, with an assurance from my spouse that this is great, and he or she will take the kids that night. Resistance tends to be about things that we don't want to do. And a good calendar meeting has payoffs for everyone. We've come out of calendar meetings with great stuff on our calendars, like going to see Brad Paisley in concert. My husband was definitely a big fan of that. He's also a fan of me being a more calm and happy person. And I'm more calm and happy when I don't feel blindsided by, say, a work trip that he'd failed to tell me about. And finally, the calendar meeting is about sharing the joys and challenges of raising a family. I know that in many families, one parent often winds up shouldering more of the mental load of scheduling and figuring out who needs to be where than the other parent. And that's fine if both parties agree to the split. But sometimes these assumptions are unspoken. And the upsides and downsides go both ways. It can certainly feel like a burden to be the person who constantly plans logistics, but without communication, the planning party is going to wind up making more choices and will schedule according to his or her preferences. And this can disempower the other parent. If you are committed to equality, then the calendar meeting helps make sure that logistics are everyone's business. Our calendar meetings ensure that our mental load and expectations are shared. So today, think about whether a calendar meeting would be helpful in your family, between you and your spouse, or maybe your kids should be involved too. If you and your family members talk regularly about schedules, let me know. Or if you give the calendar meeting a try after listening to this, let me know that too. You can email me at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.